Chapter Eleven of Mary Antoinette and the Downfall of Royalty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Marie Antoinette and the Downfall of Royalty by Imbert de Saint Amand. Translated by Elizabeth G. Martin. Chapter 11 The Fillette of the Swiss of Chateauvieux. Dumaret, at the beginning of his ministry, was still the slave of the Jacobins, his allies and protectors. His elevation to the ministry was in great part due to them, and even while despising them, he felt unable to shake off their yoke. Little by little, they inspired him with horror, and before many weeks were over, his only idea was to free himself from their control. But at first he treated them like a power with which he was obliged to reckon what proves this is his passive attitude at the time of the celebrated fiat of the swiss of chateauvieux the prologue of the bloody tragedies that were in course of preparation this fiat shows what headway the revolutionary ideas had made the sinister days of the convention were approaching the terror existed in germ and already many representatives who on a secret ballot would have voted in accordance with right and honor were cowardly enough to do so against their conscience when they had to answer to their names things had traveled fast since the close of the constituent assembly in seventeen ninety that assembly as the faithful guardian of the discipline had congratulated the marquis de bouville on the energy with which he represented the military rebellion that broke out at nancy august the thirty first the soldiers garrisoned at this town were guilty of the greatest crimes they pillaged the military chests arrested the officers and fired on the troops who remained faithful monsieur de Siles, an officer of the king's regiment conducted himself at the time in a heroic manner when the insurgents were about to discharge the cannon opposite the stainville gate he sprang toward it and covering it with his body cried it is your friends your brothers who are coming the national assembly sends them do you mean to fire on them will you disgrace your flags it was useless to try to hold de seal back he broke away from his friends and threw himself again in front of the rebels falling under four wounds at the moment when the fight began the constituent assembly passed a decree by which it thanked the marquis de bouville and his troops for having gloriously fulfilled their duty in repressing the military insurrection of nancy its president wrote an official letter to de Seal soon to die in consequence of his wounds the national assembly has learned with just admiration mingled with profound sorrow the danger to which your heroic devotion has exposed you 
in trying to describe it i should weaken the emotion by which the assembly was penetrated so sublime an example of courage and civic virtue is above all praise it has secured you a sweeter recompense and one more worthy of you you will find it in your own heart and the eternal memory of the french people the swiss regiment of chateauvieux had taken part in the rebellion at nancy switzerland had reserved by treaty its federal jurisdiction over such of its troops as had taken service under the king of france by virtue of this special jurisdiction the soldiers of the regiment of chateauvieux taken arms in hand were tried before a council of war composed of swiss officers twenty-two were condemned to death and shot fifty were condemned to the galleys and sent to the convict prison at brest it was in vain that louis the sixteenth attempted to negotiate their pardon with the swiss confederacy it remained inflexible and the guilty were still undergoing their penalty when the jacobins resolved to release them from prison in defiance of the treaties uniting switzerland and france to deliver these condemned prisoners says dumouriez in his memoirs was to insult the cantons attack their treaty rights and judge their criminals we had enemies enough already without seeking new ones among an allied people who were behaving wisely towards us especially a free and republican people but revolutionary passions do not reason collot de herbois a wretched actor who had passed from the theatrical stage to that of politics and who not content with having bored people wished to terrorize them also made himself the champion of the galley slaves of the regiment of chateauvieux he was the principal impresario of the lugubrious fiette which disgraced paris on april fifteenth seventeen ninety two the programme was not arranged without some opposition public opinion was not yet ripe for saturnalia they were still a few honest and courageous publicists who like andre chenier boldly lifted their voices to stigmatize certain infamies in the tribune of the assembly some orators were to be found who expressed their minds freely and held their own against the tempest of demagogy there were generals and soldiers in the army for whom discipline was not an idle word and if the fillette of the swiss of chateauvieux made the future septembrists and furies of the guillotine utter shouts of joy it drew from honest men a long cry of grief and indignation intimidated by the menaces of the jacobins the assembly voted the release of the swiss incarcerated in the prison of brest but merely to deliver them was not enough the jacobins wanted to give them an ovation their march from brest to paris was a triumph and collotte de herbois organized a gigantic fillette in their honor andre chenier was at this time writing weekly letters for the journal de paris in which he eloquently supported the principles of order and liberty as m de lamartin had said 
he was the triadus of good sense and moderation he was indignant at the threatened scandal and in concert with his collaborator on the journal de paris rocher the poet of les mois he criticized in most energetic terms the revolutionary manifestations then organizing at the jacobin club on april fourth collot de herbois freed his mind against him this is not chenier gracchus said the comedian it is another person quite another he spoke of andre as a sterile prose writer and pointed him out to popular vengeance the two brothers were in opposing camps while andre chenier stigmatized the fiat of anarchy his brother joseph was diligently manufacturing scraps of poetry inscriptions and devices which were to figure in the program what cried andre must we invent extravagances capable of destroying any form of government recompense rebellion against the laws and crown foreign satellites for having shot french citizens in a riot people say that the statues will be veiled in every place through which this procession is to pass oh if this odious orgy takes place it will be well to veil the whole city but it is not the images of the despots that should be wrapped in funeral crape but the faces of honest men how is it that you do not blush when a, a turbulent handful who seem numerous because they are united and make a noise oblige you to do their will telling you that it is your own and amusing your childish curiosity meanwhile with unworthy spectacles in a city which respected itself such a fillette would mean nothing but solitude and silence the controversy waxed furious the walls were covered with posters for and against the fillette rouchet thus flagellated colette de herbois this character out of the comic novel who skipped from polichinello's booth to the platform of the jacobins has sprung at me as if he were going to strike me with the oar the swifts brought back from the galleys Pétion, then mayor of paris far from opposing the fillette approved and encouraged it i think it my duty he wrote april sixth seventeen ninety two to explain myself briefly concerning the, the fillette which is being arranged to celebrate the arrival of the soldiers of chateauvieux minds are heated passions are in ferment and citizens hold different opinions everything seems to be token disorder it is sought to change a day of rejoicing into a day of mourning what is it all about some soldiers leaders with the french guards who have broken our chains and afterwards been overloaded with them are about to enter within our walls some citizens propose to meet and offer them a fraternal welcome these citizens are obeying a natural impulse and using a right which belongs to all the magistrates see nothing but what is simple and innocent in all this they see certain citizens abandoning themselves to joy and mirth every one is at liberty to participate or not to participate in the fiat 
public spirit rises and assumes a new degree of energy amidst civic amusements the municipality ordered this letter of pétion's to be printed posted on the walls and sent to the forty-eight sectional committees and the sixty battalions of the national guard not all members of the national assembly shared the optimism of the mayor of paris the preparations for the fillette which was announced for april fifteenth occasioned on the ninth a session as affecting as it was storming the whole debate should be read in the moniteur the question was put whether the swiss of the chateau vieux then waiting outside the doors should be introduced and admitted to the honors of the session m de gouvion who had been a major-general of the national guard under lafayette gravely ascended the tribune gentlemen said he i had a brother a good patriot who through the favorable opinion of your fellow-citizens had been successfully a commander of the national guard and a member from the department always ready to sacrifice himself for the revolution and the law it was in the name of the revolution and the law that he was required to march to nancy with the brave national guards there he fell pierced by fifty bayonets in the hands of those who i ask if i am condemned to look on tranquilly while the assassins of my brothers enter here a voice rising from the midst of the assembly cried very well sir go out the galleries applauded gobion attempted to continue the murmurs redoubled several persons in the galleries cried down down the assembly revolutionary though it was felt indignant at the scandal and called the galleries to order the president reiterated the injunction to keep silence gouvion began anew i treat with all the contempt he merits and with i would say the word if i did not respect the assembly the coward who has been base enough to outrage a brother's grief the question was then put whether the swiss of chateauvieux should be admitted to the honors of the session out of five hundred and forty-six votes two hundred and eighty-eight were in the affirmative and two hundred and sixty-five in the negative consequently the president announced that the soldiers of the chateauvieux who had asked to present themselves to the assembly should be admitted to the honors of the session gouvion went out by one door indignant and swearing that he would never re-enter an assembly which received his brother's assassins as conquerors by another door collotte de herbois made his entry with his protégés the ex-galley slaves the party of the left and the spectators in the galleries burst into transports of joy and gave three rounds of applause the soldiers entered the hall to the beating of drums and cries of long live the nation they were followed by a large procession of men and women carrying pikes and banners collotte de herbois the showman of the swiss pronounced an emphatic address in the praise of the pretended martyrs of liberty which the assembly ordered to be printed one guachon speaking for the faubourg saint antoine and holding a pike ornamented with a red liberty cap exclaimed 
the citizens of Faubourg saint antoine the victors of the bastille the men of july fourteenth have charged me to warn you that they are going to make ten thousand more pikes after the model which you see the fiat took place on sunday april fifteenth it was the triumph of anarchy the glorification of indiscipline and revolt on that day the galley slaves were treated like heroes the emblems adopted were the colossal galley ornamented with flowers and the convict's headgear that hideous red bonnet in which dumouriez had already played the buffoon and which was presently to be set on the august head of louis the sixteenth the soldier galley slaves whose chains were kissed with transport by a swarm of harlots came forward wearing civic crowns what a difference between the constituent assembly and the legislative assembly under the one a grand expiatory ceremony on the champ de mars had honored the soldiers slain at nancy and the national guard had worn mourning for these martyrs of duty under the other it was not the victims who were lauded but their assassins a goddess of liberty in the phigrian cap was born in the state chariot the procession halted at the bastille and the hotel de ville and the champ de mars the mayor and the municipality of paris were present in their official capacity the saira was sung in a frenzy of enthusiasm soldiers and public women embraced each other it was david who had designed the costumes planned the chariot and organized the whole performance david the revolutionary artist who was destined by a change of fortune to paint the portrait of a pope and the coronation of an emperor in seventeen ninety one andre chenier and david then friends and saluting together the dawn of the revolution had celebrated with lyre and pencil the sermon du jeu de pomme consecrating an ode to the painter's magnificent tableau the poet exclaimed resume thy golden robe bind on thy chaplet rich divine and youthful poesy to david's lips king of the skilful brush bear the ambrosial cup how he repented his enthusiasm now what ill-will he bore the artist who placed his art that sacred gift at the service of anarchical passions with what irony the same pen passed from dithyram to satire arts worthy of our eyes pomp and magnificence worthy of our liberty worthy of our vile tyrants who are devouring france worthy of the atrocious dementia of that stupid david whom in other days i sang on the very day of the fiat the young poet had the courage to publish in the journal de paris an avenging satire which branded the shoulders of the ex-galley slaves as with a new hot iron the sweet and pathetic elegist the catalyst the tibulus of france added a bronze cord to his lyre hail divine triumph enter within our walls bring us these warriors so famed for de blood 
and for the obsequies of many frenchmen massacred one day alone could win so much renown and this fair day will shine upon us soon when thou shalt lead jordan to our army and lafayette to the scaffold jordan was the slaughterer the headsman the torturer of the glacier of avion who coming under the provisions of the amnesty had arrived to take part in the triumph of the swiss of the chateau vieux the acclamations were lugubrious the lanterns and torches shed a funereal glare nothing is more doleful than the enthusiasm for ignominy the applause accorded to disgrace and crime sounds like sinister derision outraged public conscience extinguishes the fires of apotheosis such as these madame elizabeth in a letter of april eighteenth speaks with a sort of pity of these odious but ridiculous fillettes the people have been to see dame liberty waggling about on her triumphal car but they shrugged their shoulders three or four hundred sans colettes followed crying long live the nation long live liberty long live the sans colettes to the devil with lafayette all this was noisy but sad the national guards took no part in it on the contrary they were indignant and pétion they say is ashamed of his conduct the next day a pike surmounted by a red bonnet was carried noiselessly through the garden and did not remain there long the princess de lamballe who was living at the tuileries in the pavilion of flora could see the pike thus carried by a passer it may perhaps have been that belonging to one of the septembrists that on which her own head was to be placed the moniteur however grew ecstatic over the fillet there are plenty of others it said who will describe the march of the triumphal cortege the groups composing it the car of liberty conducted by fame drawn by twenty superb horses preceded by ravishing music which was sometimes listened to in religious silence and sometimes erupted by wild irregular dances whose very disorder was rendered more piquant by the fraternal union reigning in all hearts the people were there in all their might and did not abuse it there was not a weapon to repress excesses and not an excess to be repressed it concluded thus we say to the administration give such festivals as these often repeat this one every year on april fifteenth let the feast of liberty be our spring festival and let other civic solemnities signalize the return of the other seasons in former days the people had none but those of their masters and all that was accomplished by them was their depravity and abasement give them some that shall be their own and that will elevate their souls develop their sensibilities and fortify their courage they will create or better they will have already created a new people popular festivals are the best education for the people optimist how will your illusions terminate you who see nothing but an ideal in all this 
cannot you perceive that such ceremonies are the prelude to massacres and that an odor of blood mingles with their perfumes all who took part on either side of the heated controversy which preceded the ovation to the swiss of the chateau view will be pursued by fate gauvignon who had sworn never again to set foot within the precincts of the assembly where the murderers of his brother triumphed kept his word on the very day of that shameful session he asked to be sent to the army of the north and three months later was to be carried off by a cannon-ball still more melancholy was to be the fate of pétion who showed such complaisance towards the swiss on this occasion he once so popular that in seventeen ninety one he was asked to allow the ninth child which a citizeness had just presented to her country to be baptized in his name revered almost as much as that of the divinity he of whom someone said at that time for the same reason which would have made jesus a suitable mayor of jerusalem pétion is a suitable mayor of paris there is too striking a resemblance between them to be overlooked was sadly to exclaim some months later i am one of the most notable examples of popular inconsistency for a long time i have said to myself and to my friends the people will hate me still more than they have loved me i can no longer either enter or depart from the place where we hold our sessions without being exposed to the grossest insults and the most seditious threats how often have i not heard them say as i was passing scoundrel we will have your head proscribed with the girondins may thirty first seventeen ninety three he fled at first to normandy and afterwards into the girondi wandering from town to town from field to field and hiding for several months thirty feet underground in a sort of well the poor people who showed him hospitality paid for it with their heads ah how disenchanted he must have been with that revolutionary policy of which he had been the enthusiastic promoter how sad was the farewell to life signed by him and buzot now that it has been demonstrated that liberty is hopelessly lost that the principles of morality and justice are trodden under foot that there is nothing to choose between two despotisms that of the brigands who are tearing the vitals of france and that of the foreign powers that the nation has lost all its energy that it lies at the feet of the tyrants by whom it is oppressed that we can render no further service to our country that far from being able to give happiness to the beings we hold most dear we shall bring down hatred vengeance and misfortune upon them so long as we live we have resolved to quit life and be no longer witnesses of the slavery which is about to desolate our unhappy country after ending with a cry of grief and indignation we devote the vile scoundrels who have destroyed liberty and plunged france into an abyss of evils to the scorn and indignation of all time the two proscripts were found dead in a wheat-field about a league from st emilion 
their bodies were half devoured by wolves and how will andre chenier end on the day of the swiss fiat the city where such a scandal took place seemed to him insupportable for several days he sought refuge in the country where he could breathe a purer air beneath the blossoming trees but contemplation of nature did not soothe him running to meet danger he returned and threw himself into the furnace more ardent and indignant than before with manly enthusiasm he exclaimed it is above all when the sacrifices which must be made to truth liberty and country are dangerous and difficult that they are accompanied by inexpressible delights it is in the midst of spying accusations outrages and proscriptions it is in the dungeons and on the scaffolds that virtue probity and constancy taste the pleasures of a proud and pure conscience andre had a presentiment of his fate he was to die on the same day and the same scaffold as his friend rocher a few hours earlier than the moment when robespierre's condemnation would have saved them it is thus that he was to pay with his life for his opposition to the fiat of the swiss of the chateau view and colotte de herbois was avenged but after the turn of the victims came that of the headsman the unlucky comedian who pursuing even his comrades with his hatred asked that the head of the comedie francaise should be guillotined and the rest transported the impresario of the fiat of the swiss galley slaves the organizer of the lyon massacres colotte de herbois cursed by friends and enemies was transported to guiana and died there in seventeen ninety six just as he had lived in an access of burning fever End of chapter eleven